about there. Let's, let's just remove any uh, confusion. And that is Jesus, okay? Do you agree with me? Say amen. amen. All right, let's talk about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Who? Jesus. Okay, the Word, Jesus. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, in these verses, we find some very interesting things about Him, about Jesus, or the Word, as He's called here. Uh, these first three verses give us a great picture of who Jesus is. Now, when we think of Jesus, we think about the man who came to Israel, who uh, often went to Jerusalem, who died on the cross. We think about that human being, the, 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 uh, the man, Jesus. But here, we, we go before all that, and, and we get to the person of Jesus and who Jesus really was. Who is Jesus? Who is this word that he's talking about here? Well, he is the Ancient of Days. He says, in the beginning, go all the way back to the very start. In the beginning was the Word. He's the ancient of days. He's the Almighty. All things were made by Him. Who's Him? Jesus, right, the Word, okay, who, who, was, who was with God and who was God. All things were made by Him. He is the Creator. He is God. It's exactly what John was pointing at here uh, in these first three verses. Now, verse 3 tells us that he made all things. Now, what would that include? Everything, right? Us. Yeah. So, if he made all things, that means that he made us. By the hands of his Son, God formed man from the dust of the ground. Okay? So, God made us. Literally, what we find here is that the Word, Jesus, made us. He formed man from the dust of the ground. Now, when God made us, he gave us all three, there, there's three parts to every single one of us, and uh, we, we only usually give focus to two, but I, I want us to understand there are actually three parts to a human person. There is a, uh, a body. Now, we all see that. You look around. Everybody look around. You see bodies? Right. All right, we've got a body, and we have a mind. Okay, when I say look around, your mind can do that. It's okay, I need to turn my head, I turn, turn my body, and look around. So we have a mind and we have a body. Now, we give a lot of attention to those. Everybody knows that. We all know we have a mind, we all know we have a body. But I want you to understand there's a third part to us as well. This is what puts us into the image of God. We have a spirit. Amen. Every one of us have a spirit. Now, like I said, most of our focus in life, as we go out from day to day, most of our focus in life is only on what we think or on our emotions or on what we feel or uh, on the physical. It's on the physical things of life. We usually only uh, think about or deal with those two things. But we are all mind, body, and spirit. And because the spirit is often overlooked, I want us to just talk about uh, that part of us today. And I want us to use a bag to illustrate the spirit that God has given us. Now, I'm going to need a volunteer this morning. Anybody want to volunteer? you, you got to have a Bible with you. <laughs> you got a Bible? All right, this is not favoritism. Everybody else put their hand in. All right, come on, up, Josh. That's your mom's Bible. I'm really kidding. Come on. That's cheating. All right. Now, I'm going to trade with you. I'm going to give this, this back to you. You have one job, one job only has to stand here and hold that back. Okay? That's all you got to do. All right, I'm just going to set this right here. Now, every single one of us was born with a back. We all got one. Okay? Uh, and, of course, again, we're talking about our spirit. Now, when God made the first man, and who was the first man? Adam was. Okay? When he made the first man, Adam was innocent. Okay? 
He was innocent. There was nothing that was separating him from God. His bag was clean. Okay? However, we do know that Adam and Eve sinned. And when they did, their bag, which was pure and clean, got dirty. All right? So here's what I've done. I've taken uh, my trash can from the office. And Josh, you're going to hold that bag open. And I'm going to put some uh, trash in there, okay? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do an office, can't you? Josh can train his mind to uh, to accept the fact that there is God, 
that there was a Jesus, that all these you know, he could accept or acknowledge that all those things are true. <laughs> John could train his mouth to say things that are good, to say things that are not. Josh could train himself to come to church and he could come in, he could sit down and go through the worship service and, and God could, uh, you know, Josh could train himself to give an offering and to give money to the church or to give money to God. Uh, you know, he could train his mind, his body to do anything, but there's still one thing, there's still one problem that we still find with Josh. What is that? <laughs> He's still got a dirty back. Now, has any of the good things that he's done, has that changed? His back? No. So there's still a problem, right? Now that's our back. And listen, by nature, by birth, every single one of us are in that very same condition. And we, we can make ourselves do good things. We can train ourselves to, to try to be a good person. We can read the Ten Commandments and, and say, okay, I'm going to try my best to follow those. And we had a rich young ruler in Sunday school this morning and said, I kept all those. He said, no, you didn't. all have sinned. We all stand before God. And we can make our minds and our mouths say what we want them to say. We can make our bodies do good things uh, and, and all those things. But when we stand before God, when He looks down upon us, all of our righteousness is filthy before Him. All of our goodness is nothing. All of the efforts that we have to give, all of our religion or baptism or, or remembering memory verses or doing all those things or trying to give to the poor and give to me, all those things are great and they're wonderful. But when He looks down, He still sees the dirty back. Amen. And let me, let me share something with you. When you die, this isn't what goes to heaven. This goes to the ground. Amen. Okay? So what you train this to do, it's not going to matter a whole lot in eternity. It's got to be something to happen on the inside. Amen. Something's got to happen in that bag, right? And that's where we all are. We, we all have a bag. And every one of them is filthy. Every one of them is dirty. Now, I want to talk about another bag this morning. That's his bag. Okay? That's his bag. Now, look down at verse 14 of John chapter 1. You should still be there. Look on down at verse 14. It says, And the Word, who's the Word? Jesus. Jesus. And the Word was made flesh. How did that happen? He was born of a virgin. Amen. The Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. Alright, now what does this tell us? Verse 14 tells us that Jesus came to earth. Why did Jesus come to earth? To get it back. Now he had a mind and a body, but he came to get it back. Now in his bag, there was nothing filthy. In his bag, there was nothing simple. In his bag, there's nothing that defiled. His bag is pure and holy and righteous and sinless. Now, that's Jesus' bag. All right? Y'all follow me or are you falling asleep? You got me, you're following me. Okay, all right. Now, this verse tells us, verse 14, tells us that the Word, Jesus, came to get a bag. He was made flesh. And so, as I said, he got a mind and a body and all that, but he came to get a bag. Now again, Jesus, unlike the rest of the world, had a clean bag. And because he is God, his bag stayed clean. The whole time that Jesus was here, the whole time that he walked this earth, not once did any, even a speck of dirt get to his bag. Amen. I mean, it was righteous, it was sinless, it was holy, 
found on him. He was spotless and blameless. Amen. Amen. And he had to be. He had to be. That had to happen. For a reason. I'll talk about that. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, We don't have a high priest who has felt our infirmities. But he was in all ways tempted like we are. His bag stayed clean. Because Jesus had no sin of his own, he was able to go to the cross and pay the price for our bag. So here's what we have. We have Josh, who represents all of us here. We have Josh, who uh, has a dirty, filthy, rotten, stinking bag that can't be in the presence of God. Okay? That's where he is. Whether he likes it or not, that's where he is. Okay? And nothing he can do can change that the fact that he's got a dirty bag. Alright? Now Jesus came to earth. He had a holy bag, a clean bag, a righteous bag. Now he had to have one because remember that the punishment for his dirty bag was what? Death. Separation from God. And so what Jesus did is he came. And uh, if he had sin in his bag, he couldn't die. He couldn't pay the, the price for Josh because he got to deal with his own. Right? But he came and he was holy, and he was perfect, and he went to the cross, and he died to pay the price and purchase his bag. Amen. He bought it. And he paid the full price. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, For God commended his love towards in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Our sin required chastisement. He took that. Amen. Our sin required separation from God. He felt that. Our sin required death. And he experienced that. Amen. For us. He paid the full price for our bad. All of your filth, all of your guilt. All of your shame, all of your sin was nailed to his cross. I want, to get, I want you to get your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Just flip over there real quick. And I want you to hang out there for a little bit when you get there. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're looking at verse 21. Okay? Everybody turn there, please. Got a Bible? Want to know where 2 Corinthians is? Uh, 1 Corinthians, right. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Wonderful, beautiful verse here. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 it says, For he hath made him, who's him? Jesus. It says, For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus didn't know any sin, he didn't have any sin. But it says that he made him to become sin for us. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now I want us to just take that first part for a second. It says, he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus was guiltless. Jesus was innocent. Jesus had no sin. And so he went to the cross. And when he died on the cross, he took all of our sin and all of our blame and all of our guilt and all of our all every offense that we had against God, he he bought it. Amen. Yeah. 
happens when I open my eyes to the fact that I'm holding the dirty bag and that none of my goodness or self-righteousness will never be enough. And I fall down at the foot of the cross and I say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've got a dirty bag. And I can't do anything to cleanse it. Forgive my sin. Save me. You know what he does at that point? There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, 
who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Skip on down to verse 33. It says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. He's the one that makes us right in His sight. Verse 34, Who is He that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Then he goes on to ask in verse 35, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He asks, Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What can condemn me now? What can separate me from God? They're going through all emotions. They're, they're trying to think the right thoughts. They're trying to do the right things. But inside, they're still holding the dirty bag. None of this, or our bodies, none of that is ever going to change. But God changes this. And that can happen for you today. If you realize that you've been trying to earn salvation for your works, you realize that you've just assumed that you're saved because you go to church and you're religious and all these other things because you believe in God. Listen, acknowledging God and believing on Him for salvation is two totally different things. Some of you are great people. I love all of them. God loves all of them. Some of you are holding dirty back this morning. But Jesus died and paid for that. He died at first. 
you can come to him with faith and repentance this morning, he'll trade back to you. Amen. He'll take your sin, put it on him, put it on his account, and he'll give you his right.